Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Trap Game Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ruthop. I am here with my guy, Chris Smith. How's it going, everyone? All right. It's nice to be back. We had a nice little break here, but we're ready to get into some football. I want to ask you about what you think of the Knights New Jersey, because I know you weren't so hot on their all gold ones. Um, we got a little college football. I kind of want to go over real quick, see who we think is going to get into um, the playoff. But first, the NBA draft just happened. You got Mellow Ball going to the Hornets, who looks like they're actually making a nice push. I don't want to get into it too much. They go after Gordon Hayward for a huge deal. You know, Michael Jordan's finally trying to make that push they haven't been able to in Charlotte. But the question everyone wants to know is, is LeVar going to play Michael Jordan? <laughs> Never lost. I think so. I think, uh, I mean, I don't really think so. But how funny would it be if he hits a LeVar's like, hey, bring your ball shoes, bring your son. And he's yeah. like, all right, you're someone to play for my team. You're talking all that smack, play a one-on-one. Right. I mean, like, even for the memes. Right. Like, you, you like... If you don't do it, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. Right. And then they w- went and asked Melo. They're like, so, like, they didn't even care about Melo. They just wanted to ask him about the whole LeVar thing, which is so funny. They asked him, like, so who do you got? Like, you got MJ, the greatest basketball player of all time. Or your, or your, yeah, your stinky-ass dad over here. He's like, oh, well, it's my pops, and then now it's my new boss, so I have to be on both sides. You know what? If you're playing a game of 21 and the spread is probably like minus 20 and a half for MJ, I'll give LeVar one. Right. I'll take LeVar at plus 20 and a half, you know? I think MJ's been smoking too many cigars, so I don't know if he'd be able to. Oh, you don't think LeVar is? Eh. With how much money that family has made off of his craziness? Right. He's definitely kicking back and smoking cigars now. But, uh, yeah. That's just funny. Um, it's going to be a good NBA season. They're starting, it looks like, right before Christmas. So NBA fans, you guys have something to look forward to. Um, moving on, the black, the red jerseys. Red and black Knights jerseys are out. I think yeah. everyone's seen them at this point. The retros? They are so sick. Love them. Because I, I know you didn't like the gold ones at first. I hate the gold ones. Not at first, I still hate the gold ones. <laughs> I still like them. I, I still think it's nice and, you know, it'll look good on the ice. I don't think we should be like showgirls. Well, that know? is Vegas. I know, I get it, but like it's just uh, it's I, That's the point. You're supposed to look like showgirls out there, you know? As long as they don't play like them. Right. But I'm going to get one. I know you're going to get one. The red ones, not the, the gold red ones. ones. The red ones. I mean, I already... We already have the gold ones coming in. I'm getting the red one. Okay, yeah. So those are awesome. They look so sick. I can't wait for hockey. Sounds like we're sitting in around January 1st. So hopefully that keeps up. Did you see Petrangelo's new house? No. Six and a half million dollars in Summerlin. Really? Yeah. So uh, the dude pretty much blew his entire first year's check. On the house in Summerlin, so you know he's staying right, like at least we for know. a while. He'll be here for a while. But uh, I can't wait for hockey. We have basketball coming back. We are right in the middle of the uh, college football season, right in the middle of the NFL season, who, until this point, has been doing a really good job with like COVID and everything going on. Like 
You've had some games postponed, but I don't think there's been really a game postponed for quite some time. I think I don't think there's been a game canceled. Yet. Canceled. Yeah, yeah. There's been like postponed, like moved around, yeah. but like they usually play them in the same week, which has been nice. Right. Um, it's weird having a game on like Tuesday. I like it though. You know, I like it though. I think it was like the first time in NFL history they had a game on Tuesday, which right. I thought was awesome. Um, they had to compete with the Mac, you know, (laughs) who's going to get more ratings there. You know, the Mac's pretty good football on a Tuesday night. Uh, but who do you think is going to make the playoff? I know it's a weird year. You have a lot of teams that are probably going to get through 10, 11, 12 games because of playoffs and uh, conference playoffs, stuff like that. But then you have a team like Ohio state that, I believe only have about an eight game schedule right around in there. Um, How do you separate a team like that between a team like BYU who has just been absolutely steamrolling teams? Ohio state is ranked third right now. BYU is eighth, I believe. And as we speak, I mean, they're playing Northern Alabama. Who, who is that? It's like watching middle schoolers. They put up 49 points on them and, 30 minutes and change, but they're nine and oh running the table. Ohio state almost gives it up to Indiana today. How do you differentiate a team like Ohio state and be white? I think it's the quality of wins because like you said, they're playing Northern Alabama. Like who is this school? Right. Yes. They blew out Boise. So that's like their one good one, but they play like Texas state. Yeah. So it's like, yes, they're blowing these teams out, but they're blowing like these nobody teams out. Which I do agree with you to some extent. When your team, when you're playing teams like this, you need to win right. like they are. Right. And they're just like good teams win as like they do. Great you know, teams like, cover. Great teams cover. Good teams win. Great teams cover. And right now, BYU looks like a great team. Yeah. Like their run game is ridiculous. Then when you actually can kind of slow down the run game, their quarterback's actually got a really good arm. So I like BYU as a dark horse to kind of to maybe make the playoff. Um, because like when Florida State won, when they had Jameis, they weren't playing the best teams, but they were killing everybody. They're and they ended up winning the national championship that year. Yeah. So it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like the same thing. Yeah. BYU is not playing the, the, like, the best teams in the country, but they are just beating the doors off of these guys. So they're a good team. Like if they right. had trouble with Northern Alabama today, then I'd be like, all right, like these guys aren't for real. Right. But I think they've scored a touchdown on literally every single possession so far they've had in this game. And then you look at a team like Coastal Carolina. They're ranked 15th. They're undefeated. They just beat Appalachian State, who has always been a premier, you know, I guess mid-major kind of football comp- or football team. They're probably not going to make the playoff, obviously. They might, might make like a New Year's Day Bowl, a big bowl game. Everybody's bowl eligible this year, right? I think so. That yeah. It's just, again, it's just weird because like – how do you put someone from the Mountain West in a bowl game, like a good bowl game, because they're only playing about eight games? Right. Because like a team like SDSU, who's probably going to run the table, or like UNR, who could run the table, how do you put them in a premier bowl? You know, it's it's the Mountain West. You get to play UNLV, 
who is just the worst football team in the country, maybe besides Northern Alabama, who BYU is playing. But that would actually probably be a pretty competitive game. Right. I was like, I'll take Northern <laughs> Alabama over right. UNLV. It was just like that one time UNLV was favored by like 45 points and lost straight up. Do you remember that? Yes. The biggest. That's one thing UNLV gets to hold over anyone said is they have the biggest spread upset loss in betting history. So at least they get that. And they have the biggest flop in NBA history, which was uh, Anthony Bennett. So, you know, UNLV, you guys aren't good at sports, but you have a couple things that you get to hold over everybody. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Um, Cause Clemson just got uh, postponed today again. Oh, again. Yeah. Um, you don't know if they're going to be able to even make that game up at this point. I mean, it, it was Florida State, and they did get Trevor Lawrence back, so they probably destroy Florida State. It's not a good Florida a State, either. right? It's not a good Florida State team. But when you have teams that lose games, you have to take that into account, right? And then you got BYU, who's probably going to play a twelve-game season, probably going to go undefeated. It just kind of just. I know you want to see Clemson in there. Trevor Lawrence probably going to be the number one overall pick next year. But it's just, if you want people to take college football seriously, you need to take that into account. And I hope they do this year because it it would it would just make it better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you finally get a team like BYU in that can kind of try and show out. Um, obviously, if they lose at any point coming into it, then it's all out the window. Then you're going to have... Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. What if it's another like Notre Dame thing where you're like, all right, we're going to give these guys a chance because they play so well during the regular season. Right. And then they show up against these premier schools, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio, and then just get smoked. I mean, it can absolutely happen. Like there's no doubt that BYU could just sneak in and get beat by 45 points by Alabama. Right. But at the same time, Alabama has been doing that to teams for the last 15 years. So just because the potential of them getting the shit beat out of them is there doesn't mean that they don't deserve it. If they're playing as well as they are, everybody deserves to get a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in a year like this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And especially in a year like this, it's like, just come on. Like you gotta, I don't see how you put Ohio state who could, go eight and no over a team that has won four more games than right. It just, it's weird. I know everything is going to be taken into account. At least you hope, but we'll see what happens again. Um, but yeah, let's get into what you guys come here for, what you guys have been asking us about and what I'm ready to get into is the NFL spread picks. But before we get into that, I need to talk about the Thursday night game because I was heated. I was so mad. I took, I, okay. I made the mistake of betting the Cardinals probably shouldn't have done it, but I had the mistake of listening to him. Okay, no, you bet the Cardinals before. No, we no, We talked no, about it, no, so I don't want to no. hear it. I asked you what you took, and you told me against my better judgment, I took the Cardinals. Because so, you're, the night before, you're like, we always play them close. We play did, well okay, in Seattle. And they did play them close. And they did play well. But 
the one person that cost the Cardinals the fucking game, and I hope he's cut by the time they take the field on Sunday, next Sunday, is Drake Kirkpatrick. They do. How do you not realize? Okay, to preface it. Fourth and second. Fourth, third and two, third and five. They get the stop in Cardinals territory. Fourth and two. Drake Kirkpatrick gets a personal foul that extends the drive, and of course, the Seahawks score two plays later. Now, you play professional football. You get to go out there, especially as a defensive player, and you get to crack these guys all game. You can't wait five, ten minutes to get back out there and show out. You're, you cost He cost the Cardinals. Because on that final drive, when the Cardinals have to go down and score a touchdown, rather than having to, to go score a touchdown to tie the game, if that doesn't happen... I mean, maybe the Seahawks go for it on that fourth and two, but we don't know. Right. The Cardinals probably kick a field goal to just win the game outright on that final drive. And if it wasn't for Drake Kirkpatrick being a selfish asshole and getting that personal foul, the Cardinals win that game. Because the Cardinals played well. I'm not going to say that the Cardinals didn't play well. They shot themselves in the foot. Kyler Murray with that stupid intentional grounding, and then they got the holding which happened outside of the end zone, by the way, and it shouldn't have been a safety. But, God, all of that aside, Drake Kirkpatrick, if you look at one play, one person in particular that cost him that game, it was Drake Kirkpatrick. And that's why the Bengals cut him. That's why the Cardinals had to pick him up because they have to play Byron Murphy in the slot because he's not good enough yet to play the two. Now, if you have Drake Kirkpatrick or Jonathan Joseph, right? Jonathan Joseph. He started. Right? Absolutely. Over. How do you play a guy like Drake Kirkpatrick? Jonathan Joseph has been at a top cornerback in the league almost his entire career. Has he lost a step? Yeah, maybe. But he's not going to be that much worse than this idiot who's going to get you a personal foul when you stop them on fourth and two on your own side of the field when you're already down. Like the most, oh, dude, it made me so mad. It's obviously <laughs> making me still so mad because anytime the Cardinals have a chance to show that they're ready to compete with the big boys, they fucking blow it every single time. Every single time. So I just had to get that off my chest because, boy, has it been boiling. And I told you after the game, I said, I'm ready to record. Because I'm, because you thought I was going to talk shit on the Chiefs. Yeah, because I was talking shit on the Cardinals. No, I mean that they absolutely deserved it because they blew that game. They had no reason to lose that game. But man, I have not been that upset after a Cardinals loss in a long time because they 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 had no business. Just stupid, selfish shit is why they lost that game. But we'll move on. We will officially get onto the picks here. Um, I'm sorry that you guys had to listen to me rant about that, but man, I, I know a lot of people have had money on the Cardinals, and we have all, like, I've had a lot of money on the Cardinals. I've lost a lot of money on the Cardinals this year. But I mean, that's just another inexcusable thing. Right. And, and until they figure that stuff out, 
they're never gonna win a Super Bowl. Nope. You guys made the worst defense in the league look like the Ravens. I mean, you guys weren't throwing at D Hop. Kyler Murray didn't run for very many yards like he usually does. I don't know if he just got into his head too much about it, but like you really made them look better than I will are. say Kyler was hurt. Kyler Late did in get the game. Hurt. No, he got hurt in the first half. When he, he was when he he got sacked, he fell on his shoulder and he stayed in. But yeah, like Kyler was short arming a lot of balls, like a lot of balls were had to be caught off the turf like again, he stayed in so you can't point to that too much. You can't make that like so much of an excuse. But you can definitely tell it was bothering him. Yeah. So that was kind of another thing that played into it. But again, like they were still in a position to win that game, even with him hurt. So, you know, it sucks. It is what it is. Um, it's annoying, but they're still in a position to make the playoffs. So hopefully they do. But OK, we will get into the first game of the NFL slate on Sunday. We got the Eagles, who are 3-5-1 and one, and in first place. <laughs> The Browns, who are 6-3, and three, minus 2.5 are the Cleveland Brownies. The over-under is 47. Give me the Browns. They're 6-3. and three. You were telling me that they're trash. They're horrible. But they're 6-3. and three. They're probably going to make the playoffs. If it wasn't for the Steelers, they'd be in first place in this division. So I'm on the Browns. Baker Mayfield is the MVP for me. I'm just kidding, by the way. That's not true, but you get Nick Chubb back, who's huge for them. Um, their defense has been playing w- really well. Miles Garrett is out of this game because of COVID or COVID-related, mm-hmm. um, but the Eagles are just not good enough uh, to to hang with the Browns. I, I think Chubb will have a huge game. So the past two weeks, I have been betting on the fucking Eagles. Oh, they're going to come out. Yeah. They're going to cover. Last week, oh, they get all these players back. They're playing the Giants. They're going to... Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback to ever touch the field. <laughs> I swear it. I, I mean, said it when even... Philadelphia. Even in... No, I just... I hate him. He sucks. He's, he's, he's literally favored to throw a pick every time he steps on the field. Literally favored. And he does it. Without missing a beat, he turns the ball over every single game. I bet, and that's I why bet you Phillip Rivers has better odds in that, for that, though. Probably, but Phillip Rivers is actually a better quarterback, so I'll give it to him. He okay. takes chances. He doesn't just throw the ball into – oh, you're wearing the wrong jersey. My bad. That was my, <laughs> that was my fault. Anyways, why is it only two and a half? I'm taking the Eagles here. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I hate it so much that I love the Browns so much on this. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm right. If I go, if I lose three weeks in a row, because uh, three weeks in a row due to the Eagles, then I'll never bet on them again. Right. But I have to take them here. Like two and a half. Browns are at home. They got Nick Chubb back. Right. I don't even think. I think Carson Wentz actually might even be out. Which might help them. Which might, might be help. a reason that they're only minus two and or plus two and a half. But I okay, so there's another game later on that I think is a way bigger trap than this game is. This doesn't really feel like a trap ish to me. It just feels like the better team should win this game. 
the Browns are a better team. I think the line is a little bit indicative of them only scoring 10 points against the Texans last week, but you also had a horrible weather. Right. Um, it doesn't and it's look, horrible. We're at, it's supposed to be raining. Yeah, it, it well. looks like it's going to be bad weather again. So I think the line is more from them being for the, for the weather and that it's probably going to be a run-heavy game more than I think they think the Eagles will actually cover. I think points will probably be at a premium in this game. So actually the under of 47, if I had to pick a side, I think that's what I would play before I actually pick a team on this one. But for the sake of the show, I'm on Cleveland minus the two and a half. You're going to take the Eagles plus two and a half. Yep. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's just, it is a weird line, but the Browns are the better team. I guess like, like the Eagles are so weird too. Like some weeks they look so freaking good. And then other weeks they just look like they should be in last, which in most divisions they would. So um, we'll move on to a very interesting game this week. Extremely interesting game. The Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints. Drew Breesless. Tight end quarterback. Which multi-purpose knife, Swiss Army knife. Right. Quarterback. Um, the Saints are minus four here. The over under is forty nine and a half. Now reports have come out that Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback coming into this week. Does that surprise you over Jameis Winston? Absolutely, and absolutely, it does. You know, he's a starter. And- now, okay, so they also said. Before I ask you this, they also said that Jameis has no offensive packages in this game. Now, if you, this is why I think it's weird and I don't think it's true. Like Taysom Hill, I I feel this is how it's going to play out. I think Taysom Hill starts the game, but I think Jameis at some point takes over. Like just because they say he's starting the game doesn't mean he's playing the whole game. Yeah. Now, if you're the Saints, why in the hell would you say that Jameis has no offensive packages? Right. It just seems like so stupid of them to come out and just be like, oh, yeah, like Jameis isn't playing. Like Sean Payton's smarter than that. Right. So unless they're trying to play like head games here or it's just like something completely false that someone just like made up, right. it makes no sense for the Saints to come out and say that Jameis is not playing whatsoever. Like who d- – no. No one would say that. Right. It's like they want you to prepare for Taysom Hill to run and right. do all this stuff, and then Jameis is going to come out and throw all over you. Yeah. You like it makes, it makes absolutely no sense. And if you look at it, Taysom Hill's career numbers in the NFL, he's thrown 23 passes. Yeah. So it's not like he's been a hmm. great quarterback. And like when he does throw, it's off gadget plays. It's off like trick plays where it's like a flea flicker or he's – in the slot and then it's a toss to him and then he throws it like he's not sitting in the pocket and throwing passes. That's not his game. That's not why they re-signed him to the deal he was. So I think, uh, I honestly think that Jameis will get the majority of the snaps in this game, but I think Taysom will start in like a weird little package to get the Falcons off balance. That's my view of it. Um, If Taysom Hill ends up playing the majority of this game, I'm going to be on the Falcons at the plus four. Yeah. Um, If Jameis plays, I'm going to take New Orleans at the minus four. So I'm 
I'm going to go off what has been said. And if Taysom Hill does, in fact, play the majority of the game, I'm on the Falcons. The Falcons have been playing a lot better since Dan Quinn has been fired. Um, I just don't see Taysom Hill being this offensive juggernaut for the Saints. I don't think he's an, he's definitely not an upgrade over Drew Brees. So it's a weird one. It's a very weird one. Um, do you think – I think another thing is if, like, if Jameis doesn't play, Sean Payton doesn't want to have a QB controversy too. Right. Because, like, if Jameis comes in, throws for 400 yards, three, four touchdowns, three out of the and four games. the ball downfield. Right, which would happen because yeah. he's got a much bigger arm than Drew Brees does at this point of his career. He's more mobile. Yeah. I think it actually opens up the offense a little bit more with Jameis under center. If Jameis doesn't play, it's strictly because Sean Payton does not want Jameis to do well and then have Drew Brees come back and be like, all right, well, a whole Teddy Bridgewater situation. Right. Like, hey, you did great, but now Drew's back and we're only going to throw the ball five yards down the field again. Right. So, yeah, these next like three or four weeks, however long he's going to be out, is going to be really weird. I'm on the Falcons here saying that Taysom Hill takes most of the snaps in this game. It, it, it feels weird. I'm not going to touch it with a 10-foot pole just because you don't know how it's actually going to go. But for the sake, again, sake of the show, I'm on the Falcons. I got to stick with the Saints. They just got too much, too many weapons. I mean, yes, the Falcons have been playing better, but the Saints still are the Saints. Right. Uh, they're at home. The line's so so small. Like I, I think they cover the three and a half easy. It's probably because of the whole quarterback thing going to move down to probably almost a pick them tomorrow. Like a mm-hmm. two, I wouldn't be surprised if I see it at two tomorrow or two and a half. Um, most sixty nine percent of the money is on the Falcons. I think because of that reason, right? So I'm just going to fade the public on that one. I'm going to take the Saints just for the sole fact that the Falcons stink. Honestly, I don't care who is that quarterback. Because, like, if you said, if it's Taysom, what if he does well? You know, and then if if he flips out and Jason uh, Jameis comes in, it's a win win either way. Right. Honestly, so right. I, I I just don't see Sean Payton losing to the Falcons in a divisional game or even playing close. Honestly, yeah, it's. I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, but at the same time, it's just there's so many unknowns right, right. with like, this offense right now. Like we said, it's a, it's more like a, we don't know what's yeah. going to happen, so we probably won't even bet the game. Yeah. But like for the show's sake, I'm on the Saints. I just think. I, yeah, I mean, fair enough. And it could honestly, the offense might not even change. If right. Taysom Hill stays in, it, it's probably just going to be a five-yard pass here, ten-yard pass here, because he was a college—he was a college quarterback at BYU. Right. So and he's, he's obviously mobile. right, like he's completely capable of making it happen. Maybe it's more of like a run-pass kind of option for yeah. the whole game, but yeah, it, it's just going to be a stay away from both of us. But we're again on opposite sides for the show. Um, next, we have the Cincinnati Bengals against the Washington Washingtons. Washington minus one and a half. The over under is 47. Give me the Bengals here. Mm, Give me the Bengals. Joe Mixon is out. T. Higgins looks like he might be banged up. 
I just like the Bengals offense a little bit more. Um, the Bengals defense is absolutely horrible, but it's not exactly like Washington's offense is a juggernaut by any means. I think it'll be a close game. I think Joe Burrow is probably going to be the best player on the field at any one time. So give me the better quarterback of the two. Um, I like Alex Smith. Okay, don't get me wrong. I love oh, Alex Smith. I, I, hope he, goal. He, I, I hope he plays well. But he went off last week, bro. Like 300 yards. Yeah, like, but he then went he off. Yeah, he did, they but lost, they still bro. lost. They still lost, and he went off like that. And it was against the Giants. So, I mean, they're both bad teams, but I think the Bengals are just like a little bit better than the Giants, and I think you'll see the same thing. Joe Burrow should have a field day. Who was against the Lions? Last week? Yeah. Okay, well, are the Lions that much better than the Giants still? Yes. That much better? Yes. Okay, well, I'm still still on the Bengals here. I just think they're the better team. I'll take the plus one and a half. Both teams suck. A lot of dookie. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I hate both of them. So for the sole fact that Alex Smith is my boy, (laughs) and I think Washington has a little bit edge on the defense – to shut down Joe Burrow now without Joe Mixon and they have an edge on the defensive line, but that's also saying the Chase Young plays who's iffy to play this Sunday. So just keep that in mind. Give me the one and a half leg man, Alex <laughs> Smith is going to take this team to three and seven. Okay. I'll to the, take to a the, money line. To the promised land of three and seven. Right. All the way to the bank. <laughs> I'll take a money line. I mean, it's one and a half. If you really want to take the minus 110, take it. Yeah. But honestly, you'll probably get the money line at minus 130, 150 max. It's just worth it to know that if you win by one, you're still going to win. With how bad both of these defenses are, 47 seems pretty low. So again, like if I'm going to play, I'm going to play something. Yeah. I'll probably play the over on this game and not touch a side. Yeah. But for three straight games, you and I are on the opposite ends. So we're going to see, this is going to be a big week. Um, the lions versus the Panthers. The line is currently off the board for me. Um, because they don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is playing yet or not. We are gonna. We'll assume if Teddy Bridgewater does play, um, Christian McCaffrey is out again. If Bridgewater does play, I'd probably set the line at about Panthers three and a half four. Okay, so I think that's saying I think that's saying that the Lions are that they're going off Bridgewater not playing. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. One sec, folks. Oh my gosh. I think you're putting your cards behind hers. Oh, shit. I'll, I'll keep talking. Um, but so the line right now is lines minus two with Bridgewater out. I don't even know who the Panthers' backup quarterback is. Matt Stafford looks like he's going to play. They might not have Kenny Galladay, but still at the same time, if you don't have Teddy Bridgewater in there, you don't have Christian McCaffrey in there, I'm going to take the Lions at minus two. I don't feel good about it in any sort of way. Um, They're just – like the Panthers, I think, are a better team than the Lions overall, even though they're – 
the record doesn't say it, but man, have they kept a lot of good teams. They've been close with a lot of good, good teams. So I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is just an absolutely huge loss if he doesn't play this week. So I'm going to be on the Lions here at the minus two. Um, we will move on. We will get Chris's take um, on the Lions-Panthers here in one second. But I'm going to move on to the Steelers and Jaguars. And the Steelers minus 10.5, the over-under 46.5. Now, I will admit that I was not high on the Steelers coming into the year. They are the only undefeated team left at 9-0. So, that being said... I got to take the Jaguars at the plus 10 and a half here. Um, it just seems like a like a trap for me. Biggest trap game. Right. Like the Jaguars have been playing well. The Steelers, I mean, they beat the brakes off the Bengals last week. And then the last week, they didn't really have a great game against the Cowboys. So what side of that are you getting? This Jake Lutton cat, the 29-year-old yeah, rookie. Seems to have this offense like moving a little bit. So, I mean, it's a little bit different story against the Steelers defense, but I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the Jags at the plus ten and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the same thing. I I know I've been glorifying the Steelers yeah. all year, but Absolutely. as I watch them, they suck. Like they're a very flawed nine and like, team. Like and and I hate it because I argue with Steelers fans all the time. And then they want to bring up like, oh well, the, who are the Chiefs being? The record of whoever the Chiefs have been is lower. Winning record is lower than what the, I'm like. I don't care. You almost lost to a four string quarterback on the worst Cowboys team to ever exist. And the Chiefs are also the defending Super Bowl champions. Right. So, I, I know. Mean, I mean, who cares about that? I'm like, yeah, we beating these teams. But we like the BYU thing. We blow the brakes off of right, them. Right. We don't struggle. The only team that the Steelers have blown the brakes off of was the Bengals last week. And I honestly we were not was, a good team. No. So give me the Jaguars. On like the, there's just no way the Steelers are going to win out the season. And their hardest. No, games, they're they're not a sixteen and no. Team. No. Fuck no, no, they're not. And their hardest games are yet to come. They play the Ravens again. They play the Browns again. The Colts, the Bills. Right. So, and sometimes these great teams, especially this late in the season, play down to their competition. Uh -huh. they, so, they kind of st yeah, like this is definitely a spot where they're going to look past the Jaguars. Right, right. They're waiting. So, give me the Jags. And, I mean, if you got a little 10, 20 bucks – Throw it on the Jags' money line. The Steelers got to lose at some point. Absolutely. And this would be a great time yeah. to lose. So I'm on the Jags. Yeah, we'll agree there. Um, yeah, fuck the Steelers. Yeah, like I've I've been down on the Steelers all year. I've, I have admitted that they are better than I thought they would be, but I'm still sticking on that train. They're not a good. They're not nine and zero good. Right. They're nine and zero. Yes, but they're not nine and zero good. They're you nine and zero I mean? because the wind blew too hard on the Tennessee game and they missed the field goal. Like, right, right. You know what I mean? Like it's always come down to the last four plays that the other team has not made. Absolutely, your best wins are against the Ravens, who looked like absolute trash against the freaking Patriots last week. Then you against the Titans, who we don't even. Like both of those teams, yeah, they're good, but are they that good? 
But both of those and we'll teams, get into those games more like when they come up in this in this weekend. But it's like you watch both of those teams, both of them are extremely inconsistent. Right. So it's like I think the Steelers just got both of those teams at a good time. And not even that, both of those teams were driving down the field to win the game right. or to go to OT. Right. And they just fucked up. Like yeah. Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball on the one yard line. And like they, they still almost had another chance to yeah. come down with 30 seconds left in the game. Besides the Browns game and the Bengals game, every other game that they've played has been extremely close. Right, against the Broncos. Against the Broncos, against the Texans, against the the Cowboys. Right. So, yeah, like, I I think the Jaguars will keep it close. Ten and a half, I'll take it. Yep. I mean, even, like, tease them up. Yep. If you don't feel good about the ten and a half, tease them to 17 and a half. Right. Um, And to backtrack a little bit, we had the Lions minus two. I'm on the Lions here if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play. I think even if Teddy Bridgewater plays, Carolina hasn't looked the best. I know Christian McCaffrey was out. He came in last week against the Chiefs. They pulled everything out of their fucking sock drawer against us. Onside kick. Right. Going on fourth down. Fake punts. This and that. And so That was actually a really fun game to it, watch. it was a pretty good game. Um they won't be able to do that this week with him out. Uh, even if Teddy comes in, I'm taking Matt Stafford. I, I like the Lions over them, regardless if Teddy starts or not. So I'm on the Lions as well. Interesting. So I want to see where you have. Where do you have Teddy Bridgewater? Do you think he's like a top 16 quarterback or like a lower end 16 quarterback? So I definitely think he's a top 16 quarterback but the problem with everything that's happened this year is they're basing it off of those five games that he played last year mm-hmm. with all those weapons right in new orleans you michael thomas alvin Kamara, you know uh who's their safety i mean their tight end um jared cook jared cook i mean and he had a great year last year yeah. so you put him in this winning situation they made him look great now he comes into Carolina and his star running back bites the dust. And Mike Davis fills a role, has done well. But he's struggled. And don't get me wrong, there's times where he's looked all right, but it's not that five-game win streak in which where I think everybody kind of put him on a pedestal for. Yeah, I mean, I see that. But also, like, I think he's so underrated. Like, he's kept them in so many games – they're they're better than three and seven, and I'm not saying they're much better than three and seven, but with him, they're a way better team than they would be without him. Right? You know, like I think honestly, I would rather have him over Cam Newton. Like watching him play, like I've watched for whatever reason, I bet on the Panthers a lot this year, and they've been pretty good to me this year. Um, yeah, just like you lose twenty seven twenty four to the Saints. You kind of lay an egg against the Falcons 25-17. Then, yeah, like 33-31 against the Chiefs, like a a competitive game. Now, they didn't look – it was 46-23 against the Buccaneers, but that game was a lot closer than the the final score. Right, yeah, because they put them on the late. Yeah, they they were close for the majority of the game. And, yeah, like the Buccaneers kind of just exploded there at the end. So I I think it's – their defense that really is holding them back. And, um, you know, like they're going to win a couple more games and this is a very winnable game for them. And I, I'm going to be, 
I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater plays, I'll be on the Panthers. But yeah, if he doesn't play, they have nothing. Like right. the whole team is pretty much gutted. Like you have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, but you have to have a quarterback to get them the ball. I don't even know who their backup is. Because Allen went over to Washington and yeah. now it's hurt. So I'm going to be on the Lions at the minus two that we're showing right now. Yep. Um, this is probably the game of the morning, if not the day. Yeah, I mean, maybe besides the Packers and the Colts, we have the Tennessee Titans against the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore minus 60, over unders 49.5. Both teams are coming off losses. Um, the Ravens just did not look good. Titans, they probably should have beat the Colts if it wasn't for their freaking punter. Um, I... I like the Titans plus a six here. If they can figure out whatever the hell is wrong with their punter, like I, I think they make it competitive. You have two teams that like to run the ball. Both defenses aren't exactly good against defending the run. Um, the Ravens are missing Calais Campbell. They're missing a ton on that defense. Uh, the Titans just lost J- Jadavion Clowney on that defensive line. I think it's going to be a close game. I think there's going to be there's going to be a ton of running clock, so I actually like the under here at 49.5. But I think Derrick Henry has a really good day, and he should be able to just move that ball down the field, and I'll take the Titans at the plus six. See, I would – if the line was closer together, right. I would take the Titans. But, like, both teams have lost bad. And Baltimore, like, losing – to the Steelers and losing to the Patriots how they did. Right. Why are they giving them six points? Like, it shouldn't be. It should be, like, a two- or three-point spread. Like, four max. Yeah. I, I think it's just the, the, the Raven Jackson. Fact. I think it's just the Lamar Jackson factor. It just looks fishy to me. Like, I think people, like, a lot of people are going to be, oh, all over the Titans. Like, they're covering this. They're covering this. And then... Who knows? It's going to be like a tie game, and Baltimore is going to have like a game-winning touchdown and but cover the set. You know, the the, the state, thing so. with Baltimore is though is that they've always played; they always kick the crap out of bad teams. Yeah, and they play a team that's comparable to them in talent and is like just as good as them. They're not that good, right? Right. You know, like they they're, do they're struggle so much better teams. against crappy teams. Like obviously that goes without saying, but the Ravens kind of just amplify that a little bit more than a lot of other teams so i mean the titans to me they look very similar like they're very similar teams they both run the ball a lot they both neither particularly throw the ball very well like i said they don't really defend the run very well so give me the best runner in this game who i think is derrick henry if the Titans can bottle up Lamar Jackson even a little bit and force him to throw, if you saw, if you watched the game last week, like sure it was horrible weather conditions, horrible. But again, like teams are adjusting to Lamar Jackson. Right. He's very one dimensional. If you can hold him in the pocket, he's not a great pocket passer. Right. So I mean, it's going to be nice weather. I think I saw a weather report on it. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be real good weather. I, I like I said, I'm on Baltimore. It just looks weird to me. The minus six, it. it it should be closer. It literally, it should be like a three or like almost a pick them. Yeah. I mean, I, it just, this is a game I don't want to overthink. I, the Titans are a good team. The Ravens yeah. are a good team. Like you said, this line should be closer. And for that reason, I think the Titans are getting too many. 
So I'm going to be on Titans. You're on the Ravens here. Um, we'll move on to the New England Patriots against the Houston Texans. New England is the road favorite at minus two and a half. The over under is 48 and a half. This is another weird one. It's close. Um, I think the Patriots are being a little bit overvalued as to what they did against the Ravens last week. Um, because before that they've looked horrible, right? They've looked like crap. So, um, I'm not saying that the Texans are, you know, again, the Texans are not a good team by any means, but I'm, I'm going to take the Texans here. I'm going to take them as the home underdog at the plus two and a half. Deshaun Watson is again, it's just like Deshaun Watson is going to be the best player on the field at any given time. Right. So I'll take, I'll, I'll just take the better player to play the best game. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a weird one. I don't feel it's again, like I don't feel good about taking the Texans here, but I, I don't think the Patriots are back just because no. they beat the Ravens. So, I mean, I, I definitely see the Patriots have started coming. I mean, they start off the season good. Right. And then COVID happened and like, you know, and then players started, you know, missing weeks and, and they played some hard teams and I don't know. I, I don't think I'll take the better player here. I'm going to take the better coach. So I'm going to go with new England minus two and a half, probably just the money line. I just, it, if the new England plays half as well as they did last week against the Ravens, they should win this game and cover that three. And yes, it does look kind of fishy to me, but probably just because they're on the road, that's why they're only given the two and a half points. Right. Um, I mean, the over jumped up a lot. It's probably signaling that it's going to be a shootout. And it might come down to a field goal where New England covers by the hook. You know, because if they open up 47, went to 48 and a half, that's a big jump. Yeah. So it could be one of those games where it's a shootout. It's very close. And then it comes down to, like I said, New England coming up, hitting the wick game winner, you know, field goal. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Belichick is probably the best, okay, yeah, yeah, the best player, but Belichick is probably the most valuable, right. I guess, Asset. between both teams, between yeah. players and coaches. So I see what you mean there. I guess, like, the Patriots just not a good team. They've lost too much on the defensive side of the ball. They are getting Sony Michelle back this week, but does that really make a huge difference? No, not really. Damian Harris has played well enough to get the start. Um, I mean, if you're the Texans, you just sell out to stop the run and make Cam beat you with his arm. I mean, Rex Burkhead looks like the MVP. I'm joking. <laughs> going off. Yeah, but again, on opposite sides, got a got a lot of opposites on this show this time. But uh, we'll move on to the Miami Dolphins at the Denver Broncos. The Dolphins six and three. When is the last time you saw them in a position to win their division? I like twenty years ago. Um, Broncos are three and six. Their year's almost over, pretty much. Miami's minus three and a half. The over under is forty six. Miami, the road favorite here. Um, I'm gonna take the Dolphins at the minus three and a half. The defense should be able to stop Drew Locke. Right. Drew Locke is horrible. We both said it. I mean, didn't understand the hype at the beginning of the season surrounding this kid. Still don't understand it. Um, 
Yeah, like Tua doesn't even need to have a good game. Like right. they're, they're, they're playing, they're doing what he does well. It's just like the dink and dunk passes. He, you know, he gets out in space sometimes. He do, they're not asking him to do too much, which I think is why he's playing so well right now. So yeah, I mean the Dolphins minus three and a half. They should cover this easy. I think the Chargers are a better team than the Broncos, and the Dolphins just made it look easy against the Chargers. And that's why I'm on the Broncos. Because why is it three? It's, this is the trap game. I thought you were talking about this. No, is it. not like the, the Chargers are a way better team. They were given a point and a half. And I was like, okay, this is weird. I don't I know thought, if I would say way better. Okay. Um, their offense is better. Their defense is better as well. Not by much, but a little bit. So anyways, they were given a point and a half. And I'm thinking, oh, it's because they lose games close. I thought the Chargers were actually going to win that. They could have won it if they didn't suck so bad. But I'm giving. I'm going to take the home dog here. I mean, at, at three and a half, like as well as the Dolphins are playing and the Tua hype and everything that's going on surrounding them, it should easily be a touchdown or six. I mean, Drew Locke has just been ass. They just got blown out by the Falcons last week. They they just don't look good, and for them to only be getting three and a half points, it. To me, it looks like they think it's going to be a close game. See, now, if it was like two and a half, then I'd agree with you. But because they give it the three and the hook, I still think the book the book is trying to like sucker you into taking the Broncos here. But, I mean, it opened up at two and a half. I think it's been bought up to three and a half by right. the public. And so, basically, it's at what you think the book thinks. Yeah. Two and a half. It just, it's just another... It it just doesn't feel trappy enough for me. Right. I just this just feels like the better team should win this game. You know what I mean? It's just chalk it up. Yeah, I'm I'm chalking chalk it up. I'm chalking this one up for sure. Give me give me the Dolphins. The just the defense should be able to hold them. Right. Like, you're you're not going to be asking the Dolphins offense to score a ton. You know this is probably going to be another lower scoring game. Um. You know I can see like a twenty four to. 13 24 to 14 game like the Dolphins should do enough in my opinion to cover the three and a half but again on opposite sides yeah <laughs> um, we will get into the New York jumbo jet lags against the Los Angeles Chargers the Chargers are minus nine and a half the over under is 46 and a half as bad as the Jets are. Give me the Jets at the plus nine and a half. I'm sorry. You do not give a two and seven team a nine and a half point spread to cover. They're not that good. Neither are the Jets. The only thing that you have to bank on is that the Chargers offense has a field day. And I mean, the Jets defense is not as bad as you would think they are. They're not good, but they're, you know, they can make some stops and I think they'll cover this game. So early in the season I was betting the Jets thinking, okay, they can't be this bad, they can't be this bad. And then I was like, I will never bet on the Jets <laughs> right, again. Right. I will never do it. But I did it against the Patriots and they came through. They covered. Yeah, right. They almost won the game. They blew it. Good old Jets. But so I got both sides. I had the Jets plus and then I took Patriots money line when they were down, so I'm a fucking genius, I know. But uh <laughs> I just, I won't bet on the Jets again. That was divisional. That was, the Patriots weren't really there yet. Uh, give me the Chargers. See, but the Jets don't want to go 0-16. They I don't. think they do. I think, yeah, I honestly think they do. 
they're still going to get the number one pick at one. They'll get. They'll get. A they want to win one game, and if there's a game that they need to win, it's this game right here. The Chargers are not a good team. I'm sorry, nine and a half is just too big a number. It's either going to be this game or the Raiders game. They win, and Justin Herbert got a haircut. Maybe he's feeling it. Maybe you know his brain can is getting aired out. He can think. I don't know. Oh man, give, give me the Chargers nine and a That's, half. Is, you think it's like a Britney Spears thing where he's going crazy, so he had to shave his head? Hell yeah, definitely. Well, that's not good then. Well, that's you know, maybe he's going to go crazy on the field and throw right. for 400 yards. I mean, he definitely could. He definitely could. But again, it's like Sam Darnold might not play. And I think Joe Flacco gives them the better opportunity. On every the time. Side of the I ball. don't even know why Joe Flacco doesn't start Right, every so game. give me Joe Flacco with nine and a half points against a crappy Chargers team. I think Justin Herbert's hair was just in his face and he couldn't see. So now he's, you know, clear vision. Right. He's fucking John Cena. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's another, like, the Chargers just got beat down by the Dolphins, too. But they came back late. Like, they were scoring, I mean, I guess you could say garbage, garbage time. Yeah. But it just shows, like, there is some potential there. And garbage, oh, you could say the same thing for the Jets last week. I mean, not really. They scored early against a shitty defense. They put up 27 points on the, the Dolphins or the, the Patriots. And then didn't score again. Well, yeah. And then the, what did the Ravens do? Just against the same defense. So maybe they're not as bad as we think they are. But there was shitty weather. It was really yeah, sure. it was it was raining fucking cats and dogs. Oh yeah, absolutely was. Dude, I'm such an idiot. I talked to you and my dad before that game. <laughs> I was so the Ravens were minus seven at even money last week. Yeah. And I told myself to not bet the Ravens because the line was fishy. You never get a team that's a touchdown favorite at even money. It's like a touchdown at, at like minus 120. That's not true like, because the Steelers are minus seven even and they blew the brakes off of them. I thought the same thing. I saw both of those lines and that's why I, I went Patriots because both lines, one hits, one doesn't. Right, right. And I told myself, I said, don't take it. I don't touch, <laughs> don't touch the Ravens. Don't touch the Ravens. But I was like, I could not bring myself to take the Patriots against them. And, of course, I took the fucking Ravens, and I lost. And I was so mad at myself because I told myself all day. I was like, don't take the Ravens. That's not right. This is just so off. So off. But I didn't listen to myself. You know, I I didn't take my advice. I didn't take your advice or my dad's advice. I freaking went against... All, I went against all three of us, including myself, and I paid for it. And you're a loser. I was a loser. And you know what I hate about it is I had uh, Patriots on a parlay and everything. I'm like, all right, cool. This is it. Then I started texting like Riddell. And then I started, they didn't cover, huh? No. Oh, they did. They did. 52. Yeah. Mm-hmm. BYU covers a 50 point spread. 50 point spread. By 52 points. Covered the over-under by themselves at 66 points scored today. Jesus. But, uh, yeah. Alright, so, um, yeah, I'm on the Chargers. I'm on the Chargers. Alright, um, yeah, I think we got off on, like, the Ravens at some point. Yeah, I think we're on the same side in, like, two games this week. Yeah, well, (laughs) who's the better man? Yeah, we're gonna see. Um, now this is the trappiest game for me of the week. I was just right here. That. 
the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, that's my favorite against trap the Indian team of the year. Dude, has it not been? Have the Colts not been the trappiest team almost Love every up. week? Every week the Colts have a trappy, <laughs> trappy spread. You got the Packers against the Colts. Indy is minus one and a half. The over under is fifty one. Hammer the Colts. Hammer. Hammer them. Reverse spread. Alternate spread. Absolutely. What I say when they played uh, mini, uh, the Vikings. The Vikings. I said they're going to win by like seven or more. They've won by like 17. Yep. Their defense. I mean, Green Bay struggled against Jacksonville. And maybe this is a reason why it's a little close. My only, my only fear of this game is what Phillip Rivers will we get? Pick City. Or I'm going to throw for a 1,000 yards with my eyes closed while producing another four kids. See, now my my fear for this game is the Packers are historically good. After. Following a loss or not covering a spread. They are 7-0 and covering the spread the, the following week after not covering a spread. Uh. In their last seven. But... That it's just it's another thing. Ugh. No, no, that's another thing that's being added on for me as to why I'm like, no, I'm taking the Colts because everything screams take the Packers. This line, if it was set by the public, it'd be the Packers minus three, minus three and a half. Probably get bet up all the way to a touchdown, but the books are staying on the Colts as the favorite. I'm taking the Colts at the minus one and a half. Hammer them. I, I got to do it. Hammer it. I got, yeah, the Colts, man. Just please, Phillip Rivers, keep your dick in your pants. Don't produce another kid and win me this game because I'm probably going to put big money on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This is like the trappiest game in the last few weeks, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but... We'll move on. Yeah, there's not much to be said. Take the Colts. You, you, you're you going to want to take the Packers, but take the Colts. Just do it. The Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are minus seven. The over-under is 48. The Vikings have turned it around. They actually look like a pretty decent team now. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalvin Andy, Cook just running over uh, everybody. Dalvin Cook is just being r- ridiculous this year. Andy Dalton projected to be back tomorrow for the Cowboys. <sighs> this is a weird one. This is a weird one. You want to take the Vikings at the minus seven. But the Cowboys defense showed a little bit of life last week. But I'm still on the Vikings at the minus seven. Yeah, no. Vikings all day. Like I mean, they're just the Cowboys are just so bad. Right. They're just so bad. I mean, when your highest paid running back doesn't even get most of the carries, it just tells you something. Feed me, like no, no, don't feed you because you're a fumble machine. That's what he gets for getting that stupid ass tap. I guarantee this is like the karma for that. <laughs> I've seen like a picture Their of some baby year. on Halloween that they dress him up as Zeke and they like sharpie that. And I was like. Burn the kid. 
I was like, don't ever let your kid leave the house like that. That's right. just cruel. Right. An unusual punishment. Get, oh. Like, you know, it was a dad's idea. He's probably like, child protected this is our year. This is our year. No, like every not. Cowboys fan for, the, for your the year. last 30 plus years since I've won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Give me the Vikings. There's just no way. I mean, I was against the Vikings last week. This is a different team. They've completely turned it around. So I'm not going to, you know, Dallas's time to shine was against the Steelers. They had it. They blew it. That was their Super Bowl. That was their, that was it. I thought I was going to be a genius. I was telling everybody. Dallas Moneyline, Dallas Moneyline. They had it. I'm over here fucking popping bottles, right. thinking I'm about to win a buttload of money. And then, boom. so I'm on the Vikings. And now to our best game of the week. My fucking Kansas City Chiefs yep. coming into my hometown, <laughs> Las Vegas, to play the Las Vegas Raiders. You can't even go watch. I can't even go watch. I was going to buy tickets there. I didn't care how much they were going to cost me. I was going to put on three credit cards if I had to. <laughs> me and my dad, every year we fly to Kansas City right. for this game. Yeah. Because I don't go to Oakland. Right. But now we're in Vegas. Good idea. I live here. This is my turf. Yeah. My team's coming here. I know what I love about this. I've been at work. There's been Chiefs fans everywhere. All over. The rolling place. in. I'm like, damn, we got bloods in here. And then oh. I'm like, oh, you're wearing KC? <laughs> yeah. What's up? All you know, making friends everywhere. Anyways, the Raiders won their Super Bowl against us in week three, I yeah. believe. They thought it would be cute to do a victory lap around the stadium. Yep. How childish. I mean, John Gruden has won Super Bowls. Did he do that after he won the Super Bowl? I don't think so. And if he did, great, because you won the Super Bowl. This is a week three divisional match that you haven't won in five years against us. We just wipe the floor with them every time. And they win because of probably a couple bad calls that turned over two touchdowns. We lost by one. Mm -hmm. Do the math. Should have won the game. Who cares? Refs always play a point. Andy Reid after a bye week is a god. I mean, I think he's like 97% yeah. win rate, covers the spread. The dude cooks up hamburgers, bacon, a feast after everyone's eating. And he's a silent guy. He's like, oh, that's not our style. He's well, we a did si- just find out he's Mormon. Yeah, uh, went to BYU. Went to BYU. Did I not know no that. idea. Did not, maybe that's why he likes like Dirty Dan on team. Anyways. <laughs> He went to BYU too. Yeah. So he's yeah. always on him. Um. Anyways, him and Patrick Mahomes are the most reserved people when it comes to their post game conferences and and pre game conferences and what they're gonna say. And, I'd probably say Russell Wilson. Uh, and like, well, I'm just saying of, of them too. In like general. in general. You know, I expected when they interviewed Kelsey, and Kelsey's like, well, some people feel like it's their Super Bowl, and he kind of threw jabs, and he kind of did this and that. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are like, well, we didn't like that, and we're going to go in there and work. But not just, like, work. They're like, we're going to go in there and handle business. Right. They're going to put a 50-burger on them. (laughs) 50 points. We are going to blow the brakes off of these people. I'm going to take them every which way possible. I'm going to go to my Brazilian sports app and put them by 40. 
I mean, we're, I don't care, especially if their whole defense doesn't play, because apparently they have COVID, and it's like a maybe they yeah, play. Yeah, they're missing a lot of people. A lot of people. Give me them by 100. If they do play, give me the Chiefs by 50. We are going to murder them. Murder them. And I hate it, because I looked at Odd Shark, you know, because they just got to look at yeah. it. How's the Raiders winning? And I'm like... All right, yeah, fuck you, Odd Shark. There's just no way. There's no way. I don't. There's just. We're gonna be indoors in Las Vegas. People are gonna be living it up, and they're just gonna. Oh, can't wait. I can't wait. See now, Chiefs by fifty. Here's here's my rebuttal to that, and I think you are spot on, and a lot of your assessment of this game, but. It just feels like a spot that, like you said, the the Chiefs, it should be a revenge game. They should come in here and just beat the brakes off of them because they're all pissed off about the buses or whatever happened that day. The Raiders are missing a ton of people on defense. It just seems like a game to me. Where it's too easy. Where it's too easy. And that this Raiders team is a decent team. They're six and three. They beat some good teams. It just seems like John Gruden is not going to give is they're going to eat up a ton of time on offense. Yeah. It just seems like a game that Josh Jacobs is going to have like 150 yards rushing. They're just going to dink and dunk and like death by a thousand cuts. The chiefs here. I think the chiefs win. But for some reason, I just think it's going to be a lot closer than the eight and a half. Yes, for some, for I just because the whole world is thinking like you're thinking. The Chiefs are just going to come in here pissed off, blow the brakes, and beat them down, and all this and all that. It just seems like a game. It's too easy. And how often does a game you go into? Oh, this, this is too easy. Like they're going to crush them. How many times does it work in reverse? 90% of the time. Right. So, but this is the fucking 10%. I don't care. I don't fucking care. This is a 10%. This is Andy Reid. If, if, it, if it was not after a bye, I might agree with you. Right, right. But right. like after a bye, the dude is a mad scientist. I wouldn't be surprised if Tyreek Hill is back there t- catching punt returns instead of whoever we we have usually a Mikol and then uh, right. fucking whatever. Usually Mikol. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think he is on like COVID. Okay. So there's another guy we got throw how I, I wouldn't doubt it if we're on site kicking that bitch. If it's a Hail Mary every time. If Mahomes is gonna go out for a pass himself, watch out for Chris Jones to get in there. He's gonna throw a touchdown on the on, or he's gonna plunge it in like fucking Don Terry Poe did. We're bringing out all I Chiefs by hundred. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And if it doesn't happen, <laughs> Well, guess what? Yeah. I'm the biggest fucking idiot on the show today, and there's only two of us here. So it's a 50-50 <laughs> chance that this is going to happen. But I, I literally just refreshed it, and it went to KC was minus eight and a half. It just went down to KC minus eight. Oh! Like, literally just By 100, half. even more. Even more. And you know why I think it's like that? Because, like, the Sharps are going to be all over the Raiders. Right, it? exactly. And the Sharps are just going to have a lot of fucking money. I mean, the Sharps are wrong sometimes. And, like... If the Chiefs come in and beat the Raiders by 35 points, I would not be surprised. But 
just off conventional wisdom and what happens all the time, I have to, for the better, for like the sake of my mental health, I have to be on the Raiders at the plus eight because I just know if I'm on the Chiefs like you are right now, it's it's just going to derail the mm. Chiefs. And they're just going to play – they're not going to play like shit, but the Raiders will do enough to stick around. It, it, ju- it just feels like that kind of game for me. That's fair. But, yeah, we're, we're on the opposite ends of that one. I'm on the Raiders at the plus eight now, I'm guessing, and the ch- you're on the Chiefs at the minus eight. Um, you have anything else you want to add for that game? You've said your beast. Nope. Okay. We're good. All right. We'll move on to the Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Monday night football. Tampa Bay minus four. The over under is 48 and a half. I don't know where I want to go on this game. This is a tough one for me. Give me the Rams. Okay. I like the Rams. I mean, they've been playing pretty well. The Bucks are coming off a win. Yep. Off of a terrible loss yep. the week before. So now they kind of stated that all right, we're not that. They've right. They've righted the ship. Right. They have. Right. So it went really bad loss to a really good win to cover yep. against the Panthers mm-hmm. without Christian McCaffrey again. But the Rams' defense is no joke. Their offense. Moves the ball pretty well. And it's in LA? No, it's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. Give me the Rams. I mean, I think just people are still on the whole Tom Brady thing, and the Bucks are doing well, and people are going to be on. I, I, give me the Rams. Just because. Fair enough. Just because. Fair enough. I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> I get, I, yeah, I get it. I'm going to be on the Buccaneers here at minus four, and here's why. I finally think the Buccaneers have simplified their offense. They had so many moving pieces. They had so many new pieces. I think Bruce Arians finally was like, all right, these are my guys. This is who we're going to have on the field for the majority of the time. And that's it. I think they're finally starting to like get in their groove. And they're 7-3. and three. Yeah, And, like, I think they're just starting to figure it out. The defense is playing well. The offense is firing on all cylinders. Tom Brady, I mean, he does it every year. He looks like he's lost a step. And then he gets, they get beat bad one time. And then the rest of the year, he's like, all right, it's still me. I'm still Tom Brady. Right. So, I I think they're finally hitting their stride. I think I'm going to take them at the minus four. Um. Maybe the under at the 48 and a half is kind of a good play just because both defenses are good. And I think the Rams like to run the ball a little bit more. So the clock should be running a lot here. Um, the Rams are definitely going to want to be play like game management style to keep the ball away from the Buccaneers offense as much as they can. Um, so I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good game. I think the Tampa Bay covers though. Um, so we're on opposite ends again. I think we were on the same side in four games this week. Three or four? Four. Yeah. Four. So it's going to go a long way as far as our win totals for the whole year. We're going to see. Do you have a lock for the week? Go ahead. Do it. 
I know you want to. I know you want to do it. Go ahead. Make the pick. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. No. Chiefs by 100. I don't care. I don't I don't care. If they lose and they lose me my fucking lock of the week, then I at least I don't feel as bad in it because I wanted to take them because I really like all right, I'm like okay, the trap game podcast, the Colts you know, I right. picked the Colts. I think it's my right. first ever like lock back when we started. Yep. That was like the first time we did the lock and they came through with flying colors and you know, I look great and I kind of want to ride with them again, but no. I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay. I got to ride with my boys. Mahomes is going to go off. Tyreek Hill is going to go off. There's no Sammy Watkins. I just on Bell might have a big game. I think they said Clyde Edwards Hilaire had an illness during the week. Really? Yeah. I don't. It's not an injury, just an illness. Chiefs by 20. All right. Fair enough. I mean, like I said, I'm. This is another game I'm not going to touch because, like, I, I'm with you. And that the Chiefs should win this game by like 45, 50 points. Right. But it just, it again, yeah, just feels too easy. Gives me the heebie-jeebies I don't want to bet on. <laughs> My lock of the week, give me Tua Thungvailoa at minus three and a half. They should suffocate the Broncos offense. The Broncos should not be able to score a ton in this game. Miami will do enough to cover that three and a half. I love it. They're coming into their own. Tua's being a pretty good game manager. He's not turning the ball over. They should just march right down the field, put up a ton on the Broncos. Give me minus three and a half on the Dolphins. You are on the Chiefs at the minus eight. Thank you, everybody. Hope you guys win some money this weekend. It feels good to be back. Let's keep it going. And we'll definitely be back coming every week now because your boy got his license back. Yeah, boys can, can drive, drive everybody. Chris, Chris is back on I'm the road. 16 again. I'm like, where are we going, Everybody people? hide your kids. Hide your wife. Right. Chris is back on the road. you need a ride, hit me up. I'm an Uber driver for free, but I accept <laughs> tips, all right? I'm just trying to whip it. Yep. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick, I hate you. I hate you, too. Yeah, thank you. Everyone me in Arizona hates you this week. Um, just go back to the Bengals and don't win games over there. Don't. Drag us down with your bungles, freaking shit you got going on over there. Put Jonathan Joseph in the game. I know he comes from the Bengals too, but at least he won't do dumb shit like that. Thank you guys for listening as always. Um, fun show. We went a little, I don't know, an hour, 14 minutes. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. I thought we were going to go a little bit longer. Um, like Chris said, we will be back next week. Like. Subscribe, Spotify, iTunes. We'll throw it up on Facebook. Let your friends know. Let's win some money. And even if you don't bet, just have fun listening to us be idiots and, you know, just have fun with it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. By the time we come back next week, it'll probably be hopefully we can get a game or a show in before Thanksgiving because we have three games on Thanksgiving. So we want to get picks out for that. So we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you again. Like, subscribe, uh, share. Hit us with your comments. Tell us what you guys like. Thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of your week. And have a great Thanksgiving if we don't talk to you guys before that. All right? Go Chiefs.